0: He said he don't want no smoke. No smoke, no smoke. <laughs> well, 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 here we are, fellas. It has been uh, a bit of journeys. We're in the, the, the turn of a new decade. Uh, or was 2020 the turn of the new decade?
1: I was trying, to, I think 2020 is the turn of the new decade, right? Who cares? Whatever. Well, we, we got years, what you so...
2: mean.
0: Yeah, we're in the new year. And new, I'm gonna say new decade because that sounds flyer. And uh, 2020 was a was a tough one, uh, but it did um, did bring about some stuff for us. It brought about started this podcast. I'm gonna say a couple words in a little bit. Um, but uh, before we jump into the rest of our 2020 wrap up, our 2020 review, um, just wanted to ask y'all real briefly, like, um, in terms of the podcast, like. 2020 starting, uh, what, are y'all, what are y'all feelings and what are y'all thinking? Like as in terms of? Just like where we started and like where we're at now.
1: Like as for the, our podcast or just? Yeah, just in terms okay. of the podcast. We'll get to the
0: personal stuff. We'll get to the personal stuff later.
1: Okay. Um. To be honest, I thought this was great that we started this. It became an outlet for all of us to really kind of, you know, it was kind of like event session, you know, mm-hmm. we kind of got, uh, you know, our feelings out there. And it wasn't just, you know, our personal things. It was like what we're seeing going on in the world and just, you know, our perspective on things. I thought we all learned stuff from each other. Uh, it's always good to, you know, cause you might see something one way, but especially when we get into here and then we have each other's, you know, seeing each other's you know, how we view things um, amongst each other. And you kind of get a different light of how, how, um, how somebody else may see something or get an understanding for somebody else. Um, In general, I thought this was really good. I I really enjoy enjoy doing this every Sunday. Um, It's really great. It's very uh, this is the word I'm looking for like therapeutic. Is that that cathartic? Yeah. So therapeutic works. Exactly. So it just is. I'm I'm really enjoying it.
3: Yeah, I think similar thoughts for me. Um, We've talked about it, but it's definitely for me. It's something that I can look forward to because you know throughout my week. Um, I don't really talk or see a lot of people outside of work and works a whole different type of talk. So, you know, this is something like Mook said, this is something for me that I can look forward to and just be able to kind of like shoot the shit, have some serious talks, have some really cool, dope talks, but just be able to like catch up with some friends, you know? And I think that's like, that's, what's made this, you know, really, um, really important and really big for me is the fact that like, you know, I can see y'all and we can talk and catch up, but like, we can have that time to to just kind of like see how everybody's doing, talk about what's going on in the world um, and, and kind of have that like that therapy session to reflect on what's been going on. You know, I think we're all kind of doing things in our lives right now. So I think it's been nice to be able to like reflect on this stuff. So for me, I'm, I'm happy where it's at. I'm also excited to see where it goes, though. I think there's a lot more that we can do. So I'm excited to kind of see what we get into this year. But uh, you know, again, very similar thoughts to move. Uh, you know, I've been loving what we're at right now, and I think there's a lot more that we can do for it.
2: Yeah, man. For me, it was like 2018, 2019. I remember just kind of talking about starting a podcast and wanting to do this. In 2020, seeing it coming to fruition, um, and you know, just uploading, you know, the most recent episode, man, episode 30, and you know, Kareem talk about, you know doing this every Sunday since the start of the pandemic shows a lot of consistency and just listening to some of our early stuff in comparison to like where we're at now um man we just continue to bring our gold and you know Mook talks about you know us being vulnerable um and me and D, <laughs> we're in spaces where you know we have to be vulnerable but for, sometimes I feel like those spaces are forced but it's always it's something different when, you know, we create this space every Sunday and just to have, you know, those conversations, we, you know, we joke a lot, um, but we also get down to the nitty gritty. Um, and I love that. I love that we do that. And I'm really looking forward to um, where this could potentially go. Word, thank you.
0: Um, yeah, so much of 2020 will be defined by the pandemic. And for us, the pod 2020 meant a new beginning, as we have discussed. We always want to start our pod. We've always wanted to start our podcast, but never really had the chance um, before the pandemic. Uh, with the many different things that we each and all have had going on in our lives, it's just hard to for the stars to align and for us to get in the same place at once. But silver linings of the pandemic was that we all had to sit down and um, we really got a chance to focus and look at what we want and um, really start with this project. Um, and with the many lows that quarantining and COVID-19 has brought um, many people in this world, it, it really just bought the opportunity for us to come together and start something special as, as we all have noted. Um, and we are just in the beginning stages of it. We're still learning as we're moving forward. But uh, I just wanted to say thank you to those of you uh, who've stuck around um, and who have listened to us at this juncture of our humble beginnings. Uh, please continue to stay tuned throughout 2021 Big moves will be made. Please stay on the lookout. And again, uh, thank you listeners, um, always and forever for taking your precious and valuable time to listen, to engage and to support. Uh, That's sincerely from the Off The RIP family. Nothing in common. Uh, Nothing to say, nothing to comment. I can't stay, come for the comments. Uh, so we can begin this 2020 wrap up just wanted to just do an introduction to 2020 um what in a couple words what what would you define this year as just in general in a couple words
3: um i'm going to go with a couple words being um i would say it's been thought provoking a lot of free time i've had a lot of time to think Um, so thought provoking comes to mind for me.
2: Mm. Um, for me, I say one word, um, elevation, um, both professionally and personally.
1: So I'm just going to keep it to that word. That one word. Mine is going to be chaos. And I don't think in chaos, it means all negative. So obviously chaos because, you know, the pandemic and, you know, obviously in our lifetime, we've never seen anything close to what we're going through. And if, um, God, God willing, we'll never have to see anything like this again after it's over. But I feel like in terms of chaos, I remember back when um, me and Rashawn used to play AAU together. And one of our coaches used to always say that we wanted to have like, you know, organized chaos or controlled chaos. Because while everything's going on around you, you want to be in a position where you, you know, you're, you know, you're like water. You're, you can move into any form, you know, you kind of just adjust with whatever the times are going to. So that's why I think chaos would be my word, but it's not all negative. There's some positive in chaos because you have to learn how to adjust to it.
0: Um, uh, one of my, well, I'll still call it one of my favorite shows. Um, even though it ended horribly. Uh, In that show, they say one of the characters, Littlefinger, I'm talking about Game of Thrones. Littlefinger says, um, it's a famous line, chaos is a ladder. Uh, And so when when we were just talking about MOOC just made me think about that. And just um, how everybody's scrambling, those who uh, are really about it, who are ready to get to it, they're gonna figure out how to to make it happen. Um, And they're gonna capitalize. And for me, um, 2020, I would label this year as a year of resiliency um, and perseverance um, and just uh, humbling as well. I think the whole world had to get humbled. I think we was um, on our bullshit for a little too long, the human race, and um, Mother Nature needed to come back in and let everybody know that she still runs the show. And I think that forced people to realize and it, it reflect, analyze, and realize what's actually important to them. Hey, um, yeah. Oh, with that, I gotta, I gotta do a, I gotta offer an apology to one of my, one of the, the my big. Uh, I was hating big in 2020 on this dude, but I really gotta offer him an apology, and, and I, I can't hate on him. And that's Carl Towns. Um, I was hating on him for uh, bagging Jordan Woods, but (laughs) let that man have whatever he needs. Uh, He's gone through so much. He's lost seven family members to COVID, um, including his mother. Um, I couldn't imagine having to deal with that um, and still showing up to work every day. Um, And if Jordan Woods is there to help him and support him and, um, excuse me. If if Jordan Woods is there to help and support him, um, and that's what he needs um, to to get through this time, to help him cope and process whatever is going on, then uh, more power to to that couple. Um, help that young king. Um, so shout out to Carl Towns, and you know, I I'll recant all my past statements on hating on him. Um, just just get in the gym, buddy. Let's get into the post as well. You know, play the five. You saw what it did for AD. <laughs> just play the five. Yeah, so to honor 2020, um, put it in the past and, you know, uh, acknowledge it. But, you know, let's move forward. I figured we could do a little segment. I was trying to be catchy, and since there was two twos in 2020, on to give two top two moments uh, of 2020 in, in certain categories. But that got a little complicated. So let's just um, run through. Let's try to keep it at two. Um, when the stuff comes up, What comes up. Um, and we have a couple sec- sections here. And uh, a couple of our things overlap, but um, that, that makes for a good conversation. So first we have uh, society and politics. Uh, what, hi, what what would you say was part of that in 2020 or what was highlighted in society and politics in 2020? So um, for me, um, oh, my bad uh,
1: I thought you were asking the group. Uh, you can go ahead. Oh, yeah.
0: Okay. I was kind of asking the group and then I was just gonna, sorry, it's my job. (laughs) It's it's, it's, Yeah, it's ingrained in me now. Um, So I was gonna say police brutality um, was one thing that was highlighted for me this year um, in society and politics. Um, Just the fact that it was such, it was brought to the forefront in a way that it hasn't been. Um, Even when people like Colin Kaepernick was trying to make it relevant. Um, there was a lot of backlash on him um, to the point where he got blackballed out of the NFL. So famously, um, but now after the events, um, Ahmaud Arbery, George Floyd, Breonna Taylor, so on and so forth, um, it really took a took a turn in um, in the court of public opinion. Um, and a lot of people rallied against it to try to correct what's going on. Um, so it was, it was a, a birth of a movement in 2020, um, unlike I've seen in the past um, when, for example, uh, in Missouri and Ferguson, um, like when that was going on, and so on and so forth. Uh, the police brutality also brought about um, riots as well. Um, and unrest, and that, has, that that's coupled with the pandemic. You know, I guess aside in politics, we could just put COVID-19 that could highlight the whole, that could highlight it right there, because uh, everything we got to put in the context of COVID-19. So that also might be a reason why um, the shift in public opinion changed, because uh, people was all sitting down and really watching this happen. And when a dude goes on a jog in quarantine, he can't even jog peacefully. Uh, A woman can't even sleep in her own crib. You know, um, the dude getting a knee pressed on his neck for eight and a half minutes, so on and so forth. Um, Yeah, uh, I see some of y'all have George Floyd. Kareem, you got George Floyd, so I think it's a good spot for you to pick up on, and I'll go back to my second thing later when that comes up.
3: I had said George Floyd because that – that specific killing because it it was a killing of that man uh stood out to me the most because that you know all the stories we've heard um and even videos we've seen of people being um abused by the police and even killed by the police you know that was probably the first video that i had seen where for whatever reason it, it really like it, it just struck me differently like i remember waking up that day and it's a bad habit, but the first thing I do is grab my phone and, and you know, go on Twitter and, and kind of get my news that way. And I remember that video just being all over. And just seeing that video and watching the whole, you know, 10-minute video of him being kneed on for eight, eight and a half minutes. And just seeing that, and there are points where you can literally see, like, you're literally watching somebody die. And, like, the, that video just hit me so differently than any other video I've seen, any other story I've read, no matter what the details are. And, um, you know, I think that was the point this year where I really decided to kind of uh, like push my boundaries and be more proactive and be more vocal um, as a person of color at, at my work, you know, within my family, in my relationships. You know, so not, I think, you know, it's unfortunate that it took that for me to get to that point. But at the same, at the same time, you know, I'm happy that I was able to make that step to you know, better myself and, you know, educate myself more on, you know, what's going on in our country, on um, police interactions, on laws and regulations, on, you know, community interventions on all this stuff. And so, you know, George Floyd is who really kind of started a lot of uh, my proactive work this year at, at my current company and just in my personal life. So, you know, that moment in time really stands out for me this year. Um, as I'm sure it does for a lot of people for a lot of different reasons, but, but definitely for me as, as a part of just kind of recognizing that I need, I needed to have more of a voice. I need to, you know, to share my stories and my experiences. Um, you know, and I think probably the biggest thing is just that, you know, being able to share what I've been through and kind of what I've experienced with, you know, family and friends and my peers that have very different experiences than me, um. And so I think that, again, that's just something that you know, really stood out to me and something that um, you know, for better or worse, I've become a lot more aware of now when I look back. Yeah.
1: I think what stood out most to me this year would have to be the fact that because of all everything happening, I don't know if it was just kind of a microcosm of because we're all just at home and, and people were just more you know, in tune to the news and everything like that. I thought this was the most together the country has been. Obviously not every single person, but it seemed like the Black Lives Movement, I don't know about you guys, but that was the most powerful thing I've ever seen in my lifetime. Just because it seemed like there were so many people that were on this movement. It's one thing when it's just Black people that are in this and they're fighting, but to see all the different races and the different countries that are saying, okay, we need to be the change for the next generation." I thought that was more powerful than anything I've ever seen in my lifetime, mm. and I feel like that doesn't that doesn't get talked about as much because obviously you know there's there was so many other things going on. We were still dealing with COVID, and and obviously we're still dealing to this day. But it just seemed like the togetherness I felt for that period of time in the summer. There was probably like a two like a probably like a three week period in the summer that it just seemed like it was just more of a togetherness in the country. I don't know about if y'all felt the same way, but it was just something that, you know, it personally touched me.
3: Yeah. I think I've seen that in in parts throughout the year, for sure. in, In different areas, but I feel like, you know, a lot of what we're going through because everybody's going through COVID, it has brought people together for different reasons. For sure. For sure.
2: I mean, even through like social media too, like you know you had like the blackouts where people would post um, you know, just kind of like an all black photo on their Instagram or Facebook or whatnot. Uh, but for me, um, it made me really look at some some of my white peers, you know, is this person choosing to ignore a movement a movement that is taking place on social media? Um, is this person choosing not to speak up now? Because at this point, and I wrote for mine, one of them being COVID, but you know, most of us are at home. Uh, most of us have more time to be on these social media platforms. Um, are we choosing to ignore this? Or, you know, what what's that about? So I, I took it upon myself to be more like trying to understand why certain people um, that were in my circle, um, would talk the talk, but wouldn't necessarily walk the walk, if that makes sense. No, that makes that makes perfect sense. And that brings me to
0: my uh, second highlight of society and politics. Um, Donald Trump in the election and uh, his uh, loss to President-elect Joe Biden. Um, and just now, even now, I don't know if you guys have seen the news, but does a recording out of him talking to the... I think it's a Georgia,
3: yeah, um, secretary. Of
0: secretary.
1: So actually, when I just walked to go get some water a little while ago, I was just listening to that for a little bit.
0: Yeah, and he's he's telling them to look for like twelve thousand votes that went missing, and his refusal to admit defeat, and um, just dragging his feet to get out the White House. Um, just Donald Trump in general, as Rashawn just highlighted, and just how polarizing and divisive um, he is in his rhetoric is and um how you know again with the couple with the pandemic um it really made you choose who who's who you need in your life and who you don't um and uh it divided the country in a way that i haven't seen um i know you talked about the country coming together move and i totally agree with that and at the same at the very same time it also divided it right down Oh, completely I agree. But
1: to be honest, the, the, separate, the, the separation of the country, I think had happened well before that. Mm-hmm. So I was talking about, I'm just talking about like the movement in general, just kind of like taking on its own, you know, form of like, you know, people just coming out and saying, you know, we're going to stand with this people because it was like a lot of people because as crazy as it sounds, a lot of people still were kind of numb to this being that this was going on until they saw George Floyd and they could see it plain as day that this man was doing absolutely nothing and was killed.
2: I think it, I think it, um, it kind of forced people to choose a side. You know what I mean? I feel like not a lot of people wanted to be in the middle. (laughs) So you, either. you know what I'm saying? Like you were either, you know, this extremist or you were, you know, for, you know, liberating and being for the change. Um, and, you know, you see a lot of people who would say stuff on social media who ended up getting exposed, you know what I mean? Like, and ended up losing their job. So, I mean, it was just, you know, you had the the social media police say something wrong or come incorrect. Because uh,
1: people are quick on social media too. They'll right. call you out too.
2: Well, that is, you know, you guys just
0: brought up something I didn't even think about is um, cancel culture. Um, I would say that is, that is also a big societal piece of 2020. And it's a double-edged sword, um, because there's times that the cancel culture will, instead of worrying about why or the, not why, but instead of looking into the actual reasons for calling someone out, they just want to call someone out because they're virtue virtue signaling. And virtue signaling is saying, hey, you guys are bad, look at me over here, I'm good. I'm good because what you said is bad. And so I'm good and you guys, everybody else like me cause I'm good, you know? And so it's, it's a lot of holier than thou throwing stones in glass houses. Um, you know, cancel culture did its thing with the Me Too movement and got a lot of people who necessarily needed to get out of here, out of here. Um, and then there's some people who just took it to the next level and, and uh, manipulated a, a powerful thing and just started trying to get people out of here for, for no reason, just for clout and followers. Um, we saw that with uh, <laughs> they try to cancel J. Cole, which still is like wild to me to this day. <sighs> That's a whole other thing. I won't go off on that tangent right now.
2: <laughs> yeah, uh, I don't want to
0: piss off Edgar. Y'all know he's listening and he's going to yeah. sound crazy when he edits it. Um, but any last notes on society and politics? I feel like we all just, we, we pretty much had the same thing for that.
3: Yeah, I think the only thing I would add is something else that I feel like got brought up this year was just like, um, you know, like education as Mm -hmm. far as like, you know, people learning about their rights. I've seen so many Instagram accounts that are created purely just to educate people on, you know, their rights when they get pulled over by the police, uh, voting rights or, you know, their state, you know, state rights and regulations about, you know, uh, gun control or this or that, you know, and I think that's something that I'm happy to see it, it's dangerous because, you know, you want to make sure that information is true, but I like to get people the benefit of the doubt and, and hope that a lot of that information is reputable and, and, and valid information. But I feel like that's something that's been really big this year, too, and seeing that uh, a lot more, seeing it more accessible, I guess, would be the big thing is that you can kind of go anywhere online and kind of see on TikTok, on Instagram, on Twitter and find somebody trying to educate somebody you know about these things going on
0: yeah and with that cream also see you have mental health down and i think that's also a big one
3: yeah
0: um and just people again the pandemic um just needing to take time to make sure that you're you're you yourself are good and uh,
3: sorry i would i would argue i wouldn't say mental health is down i would just say there's more attention to it um
0: did i say down i didn't mean down if that's what i said
3: No, no, yeah, but I, I kind of figured that's what you were, you were You meant just the, just kind of, it's being- No, weird. no, like you wrote it
0: down on the outline. You wrote mental health oh. down on the outline.
3: I did, oh, yes, yes, sorry, yeah. sorry. I, I, I thought you meant that mental health is <laughs> down, say it's, overall.
0: It's down yeah, like, gotcha. No, 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 I'm sorry. I mean, you wrote it down on the outline and I wanted to highlight that mental health has been a large topic of conversation. Yeah, yeah. Um, This year as well. Mm-hmm, yeah. Um, And just making sure self-care- um, and I think with our generation, millennials, uh, we're really pumping that to the max. Um, we're not taking we're not taking this BS from the boomers no more. That jump when I say say how high when I say jump, you know, it's like nah, why am I jumping? <laughs> Where you want me to jump for what reason, you know? Um, the mental health is real, man. And uh, I think that that it will come up in pop culture. I think it comes up a lot now. Um, we see people like Charlemagne champion champion it. People, artists are talking about their mental health a lot more. Um, you know, the baby just came out and said something about um, check on your mental health because his brother just committed suicide. Um, stuff like that, and whatnot, and so forth. Um, next, we have sports moments, um, and so here I just wanted to first highlight the transitioning of Kobe Bryant. Um, that could have gone very much well in society and, and, and pop culture but because Kobe was such a huge larger than life figure um, and the myth of Kobe grew um, even after after he he left us um, and that was just one of those moments um, I know we're, we're going to talk about it later too with, with Chad with Bozeman uh, passing as well but Um, Kobe Bryant I knew where I was for when 9-11 happened when Obama got elected when Michael Jackson died and when Kobe Bryant died I can like relive those moments vividly in my head Um, and just it was it it was really it is crazy really sad (laughs) it was really sad not just in 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 That he passed the way that he passed that it wasn't something it was something that was avoidable. Um, Obviously, Gianna um, and the other passengers on the helicopter. um, Prayers go out to them too. Mm -hmm. And um, just trying to get to a basketball practice, man, in a routine um, helicopter flight. How many times do you think COVID was like his his means of travel, bro? Yeah, right. And just and he was blossoming. And he was blossoming in, in uh, his post-basketball career. And he was tur- he was gonna turn into something that I don't think we've ever seen before. I mean, we've seen people uh, post-retirement turn into businessmen like a la Magic Johnson, but Kobe Bryant was, was moving into uh, pop culture. Like he just won an Oscar. Um, he started a content creation, a content production uh, company um, he was making moves in ways that we hadn't seen um just top globally, but um, he did just, for the game yeah just, just to
3: add to that i saw a recent report that he was actually talking about trying to create his own like shoe company to branch away from nike um and create like an athlete-owned uh, shoe company as well Wow. And that just goes uh, to what you were saying. Like he had so many ideas and so many different things that he was kind of man. That made me think. to get into. I don't
0: mean to put my tinfoil hat on, bro, but when you say that, you know, I can't imagine Nike. Stop! Come on!
3: Don't do I'm that! Just saying, <laughs> don't
0: don't do just that. put my tenfold hat on, bro. <laughs> you Cut think the spark they, plug. Oh, yeah, because <laughs> they they learn with Mike, Mike and Prince. Yeah. <laughs> um, but no, um, just. Even, and that's just what he was doing off the court in the couple of years after retirement. And just the, the way that he he became a mentor and um, turning into that uncle role that we've seen Snoop age into um, and, so, and some of our other greats. And it's just like Kobe was supposed to be here. It's like we still have Bill Russell. We, we still have those guys. Kobe's supposed to be right there with them chilling, yeah. like at All-Star Games and, and at um, – uh, the end of the of hosting the Larry O'Brien trophy and whatnot
1: yeah and the the worst part about it so like you said you remember you know where you were when when um, Kobe Bryant died and I was that day I was at the Providence Place Mall and I was just you know hanging out and this guy I'd never met before came up to me and was like yo Kobe Bryant died this older dude right and I'm like like you don't realize like how impactful a person can be really. And it's sad because you really never see that impact really until they're gone. And like, you can ask anybody who's ever had a conversation with me. I am the furthest thing from a Kobe Bryant fan, but I took that death so hard. Like, Mm -hmm. it's amazing how bad I took that death. And it wasn't because of Kobe Bryant, the basketball player. It was because of everything he had done post-retirement that doesn't get talked about. It was like, you know, the fact that, you know, he's writing books and he had transitioned his daughter into, you know, becoming given a love of basketball. And he was like going back in this, you know, way of he wanted to give back by coaching. You know what I'm saying? And you think about all the other retired NBA players and like how bitter they are at this point. Like every time somebody like you saw Shaq the other day talking about Rudy Gobert and Kobe Bryant never had any hate in his heart at all. And that's the sad part about it. like, you know, we see all these other NBA players and like, you know, every time somebody does something, they have something negative to say. Like Shaq talking about Dwight Howard after winning the championship or like even guys like Kenyon Martin talking about how soft the NBA is. It's like, bro, you were in the NBA like four years ago. It didn't. (laughs) (laughs) You weren't playing in the 80s and 90s. Like, like you were drafted in the year 2000. Mm -hmm. Like you're a part of this. So. To see everything he's done, he has so much respect for everybody. His last interview with Up and Smoke, how much, like, respect he had for those guys. Talking about how he respected Matt Barnes. He was like, yo, I didn't throw the ball at him. He's like, because I have so much respect for you. That's why I called you personally, like, come play with us in the Lakers. Mm. Like, that kind of stuff is like, bro, like, that kind of side of Kobe. Like, because obviously you think of, like, the Maba mentality, the killer instinct he had. And then you see that side of him is like, bro, like this dude's like a real dude. Like he's like a regular, like a real person.
0: Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Um, and yeah, and I think he, he, he is able to do that and live like that move because unquestionably without a doubt, I believe he left 110% of it on the floor. Yep. And, and like, I think some of those other guys, um, bring up Shaq and and Barkley, you know, they didn't have that work ethic. There's nights where they just took it off. And, and, you know, that could lead to regret saying, oh man, if I only went hard at this moment, maybe this would have happened. But to Kobe, he's like, I know in my heart of hearts, I went hard 100% of the time. So there's nothing for me to say. My work shows what it needs to show. Yep. So yeah, that, that goes out to Kobe. And, and um, the next moment for me was then that the Lakers won the championship and uh, the NBA bubble. And just I wanted to highlight again that I still maintain that the bubble championship is going to be – was one of the hardest championships to win just because of the, the setup, the environment, um, no fans, no family, uh, out of routine with the food um, and sleeping, um, and just being isolated for – Three and a half months uh, to stay focused, and then get the chip, um, and then for LeBron to win a, a, his uh, a championship of the third franchise um, in the first year that him and AD played together. Um, so that that I think that that is great, and I think that solidified LeBron's legacy. Not that it needed to be, but now we're just gonna again see see him reach another level of greatness there. I don't think it's, he's going to be, he's already a rarefied air, but you know what I think of him. But I think it's, the conversation going to be harder and harder for people to, to argue against him.
2: Whenever that documentary drops, I can't wait until yes. it comes out, man, because I wish I could just be a fly on the wall, especially like you said, D, like with this season, um, you know, LeBron was in there, probably just kind of tapped into some. You know, it was like a different type of focus, you know what I mean? But to get everybody else on board. I mean, look at the dudes on the bench, man. Like everybody plays a role on that team. You could be the 12th man on the bench. Everybody is bought into that system. Definitely. Like I would just, I would just love to be his teammate. Shit. I, I don't even got to take off my warm-ups, man. LeBron give <laughs> me hype. Shit, I'll warm
1: up a damn dude. <laughs> I'll be the best bench warmer. Come on, man. And also one more thing I want to piggyback on Kobe before we leave this conversation. Mm-hmm. Is the saddest part about it, it was the fact that the two moments before he passed that he left us with his Instagram post, because it happened the night after Kobe got passed by LeBron. Yeah. Kobe made a post and came out and said, you know, shout out to LeBron James for becoming the all-time, you know, the the um what he, was he at four at that point? Four or five. Four or five. How he passed Kobe Bryant. And Kobe's post was that he was, you know, congratulating him. And, you know, in most of their careers, they've been compared to each other. And it's like, if you like one, you can't like the other. And then the second post is the fact that he had messaged Shaq's son. Mm-hmm. right before he had passed away cuz it shows you like bro like he was a he's a genuine good dude. He gave he gave Shaq son the MVP trophy. He won the All-Star game one year. And Shaq's cool.
0: son was having heart surgery at that
3: time, correct? Yeah. 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 Kobe is yeah. a prime example of how to be an athlete after your career is over. You know, like he constantly worked with NBA players. He was always open to supporting players and you know, supporting the WNBA. He was a huge push, in, you know, yeah. in bringing attention to them. But he's just he's just about people, you know, like you could tell that he's just about helping people, you know, and I think that's what made it so much difficult, so much more difficult for people is that you were starting to see that side of him outside of basketball. You're starting to see that caring, thoughtful, uh, super intelligent side, not that just killer mentality. I'm just going to, you know, get buckets on you and I don't care. You, you were seeing the side of him.
1: Word.
0: Um, does anybody else have anything else for sports or
3: um, I just want
1: to shout out. Well, not even shout out. I want to talk about Boston sports. How tough of a year it's been. We lost. <laughs> I Adam. don't want to
0: hear shit from y'all. The a rise tough year. We've, is we've is lost. lost no, 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 until y'all go zero and sixteen.
1: <laughs> we lost Tom Brady, Mookie Betts, and Zdeno Chara in one year.
0: The Mookie goes and wins a chip. Tom, you think Tom's going to go and win a chip?
2: Uh, He's
3: a probably not. He's got a good chance. Oh, shout out to uh,
2: what's his name, Patrick Mahomes, man, for securing the bag, bro. Sheesh. Happy Five hundred mil. Five hundred mil, man. 500 bill. 500 bill, man.
1: Yo,
0: let me hold five dollars. And <laughs> yo,
1: you, me, know 5, <laughs> you know what the 80, craziest part about this? five thousand. You know what the craziest part about the craziest part about his deal is the fact that it can be rewritten if the NFL gets a new TV deal.
0: Oh.
1: So who's his, who's his agent? I don't know, but that was smart. Who signed that? <laughs> Why wouldn't you sign? I would have signed that deal too. Oh, yeah. I'm
2: talking. I, I thought you were talking about like he could potentially make less. No, no he can no, make more. You okay, oh, okay. can rewrite more. the contract. Oh, okay. Oh, okay, okay, cool, 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 cool. I was getting sick I'm like, damn. I mean,
0: he's he's more than he's worth more than that. But obviously, yeah. yeah. Um. So now we got pop culture. Um. And unfortunately keep leading off like this but um just the transitioning of Chadwick Bozeman um just amazing actor um even a more of amazing person um you can see that and with what he did in, in um, his speeches his um the way he would talk and just just the way he handled um having or going through treatment his cancer treatments for four years and, and not saying nothing and just continuing to work and pump out quality content.
1: Very quality. um,
0: Is astonishing. um, And a lesson in itself at that and admirable. So I just wanted to highlight him um, and his work. Um, May he, Kobe Bryant and all those uh, others we lost in 2020 and all those family members that people may have lost in 2020 um, just due to the pandemic or not, may they all rest in peace um yeah that was a gut punch yeah
2: that was, that was another one that was tough because i didn't think somebody texted me and say yo chadwick passed away i'm like nah you're lying and when i searched that i was just like damn but to see his performance in um this most recent netflix film uh i think it's ma rainey's black bottom um which was directed by Denzel to see his performance in that. Do he might win an Emmy for that. Postum- like, posthumous Emmy. Like.
1: How many? How, how many people have that?
0: Um, I don't know about Emmys, but I know Heath Ledger has one for Joker, and I think River. I think there's another one who there's another person who has one. I forget for
1: what. I think there's only two people who have
0: Oscars for posthumously. Like he his, definitely
1: should be, he definitely should be one of them.
2: His, um, and, and not to say like he wouldn't have won that had he passed away, but just his acting in that, like up with, uh, what's her name? Uh, Viola Davis and like a few other actors, like he held his own. And it was just straight method acting. Like he, he was really, and I know, I mean, Denzel, Denzel Washington's an amazing actor, but man, he, he just tapped into a whole nother level. Yeah, word. I'm just looking at just
0: uh yeah, I was just looking at past team as the Oscars winners.
2: Um there's a few lighter, more too. In lighter news, we got uh Kanye West running for president. <laughs> Kanye to <tuda>. the
1: mm-hmm. <laughs> shit's gone very bad for that
3: man.
0: <laughs> oh man. Well, he's uh starting an industry in Wyoming, right?
3: Is that his plan now? I think I think it is. is
0: No, I think he's I think he's about to take over Wyoming. That's my tinfoil hat on again, Kareem. Oh yeah. I think he's up to something. I think he knows something we don't. I think the land is cheap or the (laughs) taxes are cheap and something he's about to create his own industry there. Kanye is buying mountains
2: out of Wyoming. Produce his own clothes,
0: (laughs) produce his own kicks, and then just sell it out of Wyoming. But I mean, if you create industry, that could be some revolutionary shit. Yeah. Isn't
3: that what he's been trying to do? Is get more control over his like Adidas and Yeezy. Uh, yeah, he's, he's a board member now. Yeah, he he override, he's a board.
1: For
2: gap, just, I think. For yeah, Gab. he signed a deal with Gap.
3: Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, nah, I mean, obviously, he's planning. He's you know, he's taking. So this is between us. Is not a
0: closable store. This isn't. A, oh, this is between us. Is not a store. This isn't a closable Gap.
2: Mm. Yeah, he said something about Walt Disney, right? we about to have a Yeezy amusement park, bro. <laughs> Within the next few yo, years. Just,
0: that'll probably be the most dingy, derelict, like, <laughs> hobo. Um, <laughs> Yeezy world? <laughs> yeah, Yeezy world will be like, you yep, throw a stick in a trash can, like, next to a dumpster fire.
1: <laughs> well, yo, <laughs> like, you oh, trying to pull up to Yeezy world?
0: <laughs> it's chic. <laughs> it's trendy. <laughs> Yeah, that's Yeezy's actually... about to be his own religion, bro. Like, you know all your <laughs> earth tones in there. Actually, did you know that he's getting sued by the Sunday service choir? Why, because he didn't pay him?
2: Yep, for a mil. Of course, of course. I'm not, Why, surprised, am I not surprised, bro. I'm not surprised, <laughs> I'm not surprised bro. Surprised. There were too many damn people in there. He was like, ah, fuck it. <laughs> like, How
3: is that going to be the group you decide not to pay, though? Like, that's, that's wild, Kanye. Because they're the quietest. <laughs> They'd be the easiest to not pay. E- Yeah, Yeah, choir group. They're gonna come after the money. Like he's got a Billy. I don't know
0: what's going on. He's got to pay those people. Pay them, Kanye. Pay them. Was this a recent thing, D? Yeah, it's recent. Oh, also, I gotta, I gotta, um, just to keep you abreast on things and be a neutral, or not neutral, but provide objective opinions. Uh Oh, Um, you know how I was talking to y'all about Chance the Rapper and um his his situation. Yeah, his um apparently his manager. Never signed a contract with Chance, so oh,
1: they wow. shook they
0: they shook their hands and agreed on it.
1: Oh, you idiot! <laughs> wow.
0: So yeah, so that's a dope. <laughs> average, yo, did he, did he, average,
1: yo, did he? Yo, did he? he he's My so man creepy. spitting his hand was like shake.
2: Yo, yo it's cool. It's <laughs> like a, like a movie, bro. <laughs> no. You say yo, pinky swear. <laughs>
0: So chance so chance All crosses go
1: to hell. <laughs>
0: Chance's dad and brother were like, listen, you didn't sign a contract, we'll give you $250,000. You can call it that. <laughs> what? Yeah. And he was like, No, I need my three million. He Dude, said, You know what? Okay. Just for that, you ain't getting shit. <laughs> right. So uh, the standard you would be right if he had signed a contract. Right. You'd be absolutely
1: right. But in principle. <laughs> <laughs> right like there's principle. no principle well, in it. a handshake <laughs> yeah, <exactly. laughs> you can't patent that
2: <laughs> but chance music is still trash he said uh-huh. "Fingers crossed bitch that's wild. That's so wild. i don't even want to hear no garbage called hot shower again in my life yo what the was yeah, like i told you i still got a bone to pick with his ass i <laughs> was like hip-hop barney um,
3: anyways. <laughs> well, in, in other pop culture news, I had something that I, I kind of noted that I thought was really interesting this year. Mm-hmm. Me being me being a a gaming freak, you know, I'm a big tech guy. Okay. Um, I don't know how much y'all followed it, but the gaming community, um, there was like a couple people in like the esport community who um, had like some like big losses, like you know, family member losses. And then there was also actually a, a shooting that took place, might've been in 2019 um, at an eSports um, event, but- surprised
0: that doesn't happen more.
3: Um, we, we can get into that later. <laughs> <laughs> but, but I just Yo, wanted to know how the gaming community came together this year because of COVID, you know, people have been home, people, you know, need social interaction. We as human beings have to have to be around people. It's just like a natural uh predisposition we have. Shout out to OnlyFans. And...
2: What? You got something to say? I said shout
0: out to OnlyFans.
3: Shout out to OnlyFans. No, not shout out to OnlyFans. Dude. Oh, I thought that's
0: what you were talking about. People people need connection.
3: People do need connection, but not that connection. Oh that, my fault. That, man. That, my that's man. not a necessity connection.
0: We do gotta um, highlight the jump that OnlyFans made this this year though. But yeah, go ahead. We'll, uh, we'll, versus... we'll get to that. We'll go ahead, Kareem.
3: But yeah, just just pointing out that like the gaming community like just takes care of each other. People go through some shit, and you've seen the gaming community just like you know support one another in ways that I guess it, it's kind of tough to explain if you're not familiar directly with it. But just kind of seeing videos, seeing events, seeing things that get put on by people that have a lot of stature in the gaming community. Um, personally, for me, has been really cool just because I follow that shit because I, I recognize some of that stuff. So just Did you
0: see the it. um University of Kentucky Center or their Esports Center?
3: Yeah, they have an esports center,
0: bro. I mean, what? that's legit. You can make a lot of money in yeah. eSports. So
3: like Yo, and, that's a and good that's investment. I, I saw that video and I started looking into it. And there's actually several um, you know, like division one, you know, power conference schools as far as football is concerned, that are looking into or are already building stuff like that. And so that just I mean, goes what- to show.
0: When we, when we would go to for our work, when we get tickets donated to Celtics games and we get to sit courtside, um, weird flex, but okay. Um, we get to look at <laughs> – we get to see um, the other people around us. And, and usually um, at warm-ups is the eSports gaming team, Celt- the 2K Celtics gaming Boston,
3: team. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, they
0: chill down there for warm-ups, and then they go up to the suite, and then they come back down, and, like, they get all access to the games and stuff, so it's crazy. They get put up in a house, they make six figures, and they get tournament money.
2: Yeah. It's fucking nuts.
0: Shit
3: is nuts, man. Gaming yes. technology, that you know, that's School is
0: be- school, the traditional way of school is becoming more and more obsolete. The traditional educator what's thought of as traditional education, um, which always was flawed, um, yeah. inherently racist, but let's leave that to the side. Um, it's just it's just wrong of we've got to figure out how to educate the youth in a different way that's going to keep up, with the, keep up with the times because if we don't, it's going to create a gap or we already have the achievement gap, but it's going
2: to create a larger gap of what people are able to do and not do. And it's so easy to like access now. I know for like Call of Duty, like there are certain tournaments that you can just kind of plug into online now. So like mm-hmm. just to kind of get onto that ranking system. And I think that was just a new feature um, since, cross you know, platform. Yeah. yeah, cross platform. But like, since, you know, COVID became a thing and people are home all the time. So, I mean, I'm not knocking a student. I'm like, yo shit, if you get, if you good, you know, test the waters, man, if you can get 25 grand off of a tournament. Well,
1: that's more than that. Mm-hmm.
2: You
3: yeah, know, no lie. I, I work with a, I work with a kid for therapy and, um, he he plays Fortnite, um and he's actually gotten into a couple of the champion league tournaments that they host and he just recently won some money um and and i mean it wasn't a crazy amount but just the fact that you know this uh um you know school-age kid is winning money playing video games is absolutely dope it's like i'm so pumped for him but like yeah you got young kids that have opportunities to make money and and even like to a very rare degree take care of their families, but mm. just to be able to make some money playing games it's another possible. option, but it's it's, it's, yeah, it's almost a sure. more
0: viable option than playing professional sports.
3: Right. Like cool. when you
0: think people like, oh, and I, can long long ball. It's like, mm-hmm. I can get out the hood by playing ball. It's like I can get out the hood by playing two K.
3: Right, right. Right. Yeah. Not Where he live at, at for sure.
0: Where's he live at? <laughs> yo, about the rock why you wonder, yo. <laughs>
3: what's wrong
0: with you? what yeah, um, no, Kareem, 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 that made me think of um i just saw an article which is very interesting i didn't want to bring it up here i did want to bring it up here but it just hasn't come up yet um there's a father who's writing an editorial about how can i make my son my 16 year old son stay in school when he's making more money on
3: on youtube
0: yeah he so he's a youtube and the dad himself is a youtuber
3: that's crazy so the wow. dad is
0: a youtuber and that's his like profession Mm-hmm. And his son, who's 16, also started making videos and started seeing money from it. And so his son's like, "I'm not, I'm done with school." Right. And his dad's like, "No, you got to stay in school." But his son's like, "But this is what you do." Mm-hmm. And so his dad's like, that's "I tough. honestly don't know what to tell him." That's so tough.
3: Damn. Yeah, that's what's happening right now, huh? Yeah. Like, that's crazy.
0: Mm-hmm. Um, and then I also wanted to highlight uh, just Dave Chappelle, and I thought that what he's been doing as a voice of the culture. This year has been dope, but I think that's pretty evident. You can go look it up yourself. We don't have to talk about it that long. We talk about it a lot on the show. I know, Dave. Um, all right. We have two more categories uh, music and movies and TV. Which one do you want? We'll do music, movies, and TV first. And uh, this can be briefer because we I have a whole separate podcast for this. Jesus Christ. Fucking scared the shit out of me, bro.
2: <laughs> yeah. I can't hear you. I got headphones up. Who's that? Well, Yeah, yo. What's I'm going, going the on? Door, oh. shit, what's what's yeah. going, bro? Uh, the world's good, bro?
0: Open door. What's good? I was out there like, yeah, 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 <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> nothing. I was like, right.
2: 2020, you know? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. He got them nose <laughs> slips on. <laughs> So, what's deal? up? Uh, you have them away six on? Or A6? I oh,
3: on.
2: man. Shake Shack. No slip right. joints. <laughs> okay,
0: yeah. Movies and TV. Here we go. Uh, um, no spoilers, this
3: though, for our fans.
0: Oh, yeah. This is going to be a spoiler-heavy topic. Spoiler-heavy segment, I should say.
3: What? Huh? Don't, don't ruin it for the fans.
0: Oh no, no, no. I just potential spoilers. All right. Let's say that potential spoilers. We're not gonna I will admit, I will I can't be responsible for what I do or not say, but I'll be as responsible as I can. Yeah, I okay. I am responsible for what I do and say, and I, I might slip up and say a spoiler, but I'll try oh, not man. to. There oh, we man. go. My fault cream. I will not spoil Lovecraft for you. I appreciate
3: that. Appreciate that.
0: <laughs> but um let's start there. I thought 2020 was a year uh again because of COVID was a year that prestige TV is highlighted. Um, TV is is becoming the, more, for me, the more popular medium for content, um, streaming services. And there's the movies that were released this year were just not that good. Um, and that's me being polite and nice. Um, I mean, just to name a few, Wonder Woman came out, was trash. Um, 1984 was trash. Yeah, it was trash, trash bro. Damn. No, 25 boy. minutes into it, I was like, uh, oh, this ain't it. Witches with Anne Hathaway, that Robert Zemeckis movie was trash. Um, Antibellum, oh my goodness. Mulan, trash. You don't like Antibellum? Maybe I gotta watch it again. Tenet was, Tenet, <laughs> was, Tenet, was, yeah, Tenet was in. New Mutants, trash. Uh, where else, what else we got over here? But yeah, that's Artemis Fowl was hot garbage. Lovebirds was all right. Um, and Bloodshot Lovebirds was, was Vin, funny. Bloodshot is a Vin Diesel movie. So that's a Vin Diesel movie. And um, <laughs> Invisible Man was all right. But Sonic, yeah. And then we had a, a Seth Rogen movie, which was most forgettable. Photograph of Lakeith Steinfield. Harley yeah, Quinn was trash. List of the
2: movies that came out this year? photograph was trash. I'll give you. Yeah. Gentleman was
0: good. I liked the Gentleman with Matthew McConaughey <coughs> and Charlie Hunnam. Guy Ritchie movie. That was a good one. Anyways, yeah, I was just going through a list. My bad, Kareem. Um, But movies, I'll highlight. I mean, movies, TV shows that I actually really enjoyed. Again, Lovecraft Country. Uh, we reviewed that. You can check that out on our other podcast, um, and we talk about it here a lot too. Um, just. Yeah, go check go check out our reviews um, to hear how we like about it I won't spend much time talking about it here great show but it doesn't get the love that it
2: deserves apparently I will and- say my pers- I will say my personal highlight um, TV show wise I mean we, we do the reviews every Sunday It's my guilty pleasure uh, ghost power book 2. just because of how bad it is it's always great to come and just talk shit about it every Sunday. So check out those reviews as well.
0: I also had The Boys, which is on Amazon TV. Um, the Boys is, season two came out this year and I thought it was phenomenal. I thought his social commentary was needed and um, vital and relevant. Um, and I thought the how it deconstructs superheroes is cool because we have so much superheroes. We're oversaturated right now with superheroes in our... Um, in our uh, movie and tv shows um uh, so it's cool to see one that flips it on his head um
2: and yeah i think people should check that out what about the umbrella academy season two was that 2020 yeah umbrella academy people can check that out too
3: i had um the social dilemma have you guys seen that yet did we talk about yep.
0: that yep yep
3: Social. i don't dilemma.
0: know if we talked about it but i've seen it
3: yeah, I, I like that movie a lot. That was a really good one. Definitely kind of eye-opening. But, uh, There's a
0: scene in The Boys that reminds me a lot of Social Dilemma.
3: Really? Yeah. Yeah, I, yeah That was a good one. And then um, The Haunting of Hill House and then Blind Manor was, I believe, the one that came out this year. But um, I've
0: been waiting for a, a nice little young thing to watch that with.
3: Oh. oh, oh, oh. I don't want to watch that by the myself. Se- the you second know, one's not as I good as the first I get a little scary. So. Have you seen the first one? mm hmm yeah, I'd recommend watching with the first one. Watching the first one. Um, second one's not that good. But yeah. And then my random one that I, I watched this year, but I, it's been out for a while, is Interstellar. I yeah, what? Is
0: you're, I the know, I know. Per- you're the third
3: person You're the third
0: person that I've talked to who has not seen Interstellar. Like with Matthew McConaughey?
3: I have a list on my phone yeah, of movies that's a that, good like, movie that I want to watch and it's like a list of like 15-20 movies. It's been on my phone for years now and I've never gotten to it. And I, me and Marissa sat down
0: and watched it just a couple weeks ago. Interstellar is great. See that—that was a great movie. Whereas, Tenet, I'm just like Tenet was. Nah, I don't know. Tenet really pissed me off. Yeah, I
2: understand. I might
0: just be alone in that. Because they're both Christopher Nolan movies for audience Mm -hmm. members. Christopher Nolan famously did the Batman trilogy as well, and um, he's a director that is known. uh, When I say the Batman trilogy, I mean the Christian Bale trilogy. And he's a director that's known for doing a trope or um a, a twist or a, a production uh, a production twist to his movies like there's um like he's done memento uh with uh, guy richie which that whole movie is backwards um you don't realize that to the end he did um, i think he did the prestige or the illusionist i forget they're kind of the same movie um but anyways that was about a magician and um, him pulling off a trick, you don't know whether the, whether it's a real magic or not. Then you find out at the end that it's science. Um, he did uh, Inception. Um, Leonardo DiCaprio, I think that one is probably one of his more famous ones besides Batman.
2: And but then, isn't um, Tenant isn't Tenant just pretty much Inception?
0: Tenant is not pretty much. To, Inception is about going into dreams. and Tenant is about inverted time. So it's not a time travel movie, but it's about inverted time. Gotcha. So that's why it gets confusing because it's it, the science gets a little... The science jargon is like, I don't know if I can stick with all that. But, I mean, it works. It ties itself up in a bow nicely and it gift wraps itself to you, but I still have my problem with it. He also did Dunkirk, um, the movie, the war movie. But, yeah, that's just some of Christopher Nolan stuff. <laughs> um... And now we got music. So um, I wanted to highlight the newcomers. Um, I think the baby, um, Lil Baby and Meg The Stallion are posed to be um some mainstays in the culture. Um I feel like Lil Baby doesn't put out a bad verse. Um the baby just is he's like he's like a a a our version, our generation's version of ludicrous, I feel like. Like, he's, he's definitely, like, hardcore or, like, gangster. But he still has fun with his music. And, you know, how Ludacris had gimmicks in his music videos. Uh, the Baby kind of does that as well. Um, not that they rap similar, but just, like, their personas and just, like, that pocket of that they fill in the culture. I feel like they kind of do the same thing. Um, and I also wanted to highlight from East Buffalo, uh, Griselda, and the year that they've had, um conway the machine west side gun and benny the butcher um, those guys are it bringing buffalo? back east buffalo yep
1: wow
0: um, those guys that. are bringing back that gritty um uh, boom bat rap um that coat rap um i love that type of music um conway the machine he to me has him and benny the butcher both competing for album of the year um Benny the Butcher, his album was called Burden of Proof, uh, which was produced by Hit Boy. Hit Boy is on fire. He did uh, King's Disease, which was Nas' album, which also could be album of the year, too.
1: Wasn't it nominated for a Grammy? Uh,
0: Yes, it was. Um, And then uh, Conway's album was called From King to a God. And if you've never watched Kanye, Kanye, if you've never watched Conway, The Machine Rap, that should be the first thing you go do is look up his freestyles after this. Um, that dude is a wordsmith. He is um on a different level with his I think I think he's my favorite rapper to watch right now when he goes and raps. And that says a lot because a lot of rappers right now are rapping
1: really well. Uh quick quick um side note, who was on XXL this year? The freshman class? Jack yes. Harlow. Okay. I didn't know if there was anybody worth noting, like, you know. Anybody that did anything sign- of significance, so I was yeah,
2: Jack Harlow. Yeah, what's what's popping? And he got the new balance deal. What you mean? You, you got do a, anything new balance say?
3: You got Chopper, <laughs> Chopper, Polo G, Chica, Baby Key, Mulatto, Jack oh, Harlow. You got to get
1: Chica Horosis
3: stop and I'll talk about down.
2: Mulatto. Have y'all seen
0: Mulatto's Instagram?
1: I've uh, not comment
0: just do some research for me
1: in uh, comments. Uh, comment
0: just do some research for me that's all i'll say about that one my bad cream i didn't mean to interrupt you like that i just got a little excited when you said her name
3: yeah something stood out to you huh mm-hmm. yeah her instagram
0: um, <laughs> she takes great pictures great composition you yeah, know just really artistic
3: yeah i don't know it's not it's not i don't know if this is the worst class no, nah, I feel like yeah, chopper has been rapping
0: for 3 years.
3: Yeah.
0: <laughs> like how is he a freshman?
3: Yeah, but like I mean, didn't they do that to
1: who do they do it to like Plies was on like the first like on one of the first few and he was out in like 2006.
0: <laughs> I think it, it does a- have to do a debut album, technically a debut album. Yeah. Uh, anything else on the freshman rapper list?
1: I, was uh, Polo, I heard Polo G solid. My brother talks about him. I
3: like Polo G.
0: Polo G solid, Chef G solid. You know, that's that New York drill rap. Rod Wave. Rod Wave. He's yep. got some vocals. And I also wanted to highlight this year that, as um, yes, Rashawn is ever so researching Willado's Instagram, it's just um, not happening. I, I also wanted to highlight that it was an absence from the greats. Um when I say the greats, the Kendricks, the Coles, Drake is all Drake is an anomaly himself, so Drake is gonna Drake and he's gonna always produce music and put out music. But um, you know, Rihanna notably still hasn't put out her album. Um oh, Travis,
1: did Travis Scott put out anything in 2020?
2: Franchise
0: like little
1: songs, little songs, but nothing. Bro, Travis Scott was out here making money off of yeah, that. Yeah, he, he,
2: he was. That's right. He was doing. He
1: was partnering with with Fortnite he's, and whatnot he's, and McDonald's. He's my, and
2: he's my MVP for 2020.
0: I mean, he rightfully so. He could ride. He could ride off of the um, Astro World. He could ride that success for like a year, year and a half, probably.
2: Especially when shit start to open up, and oh, yeah, shout out. Speaking of, speaking of Rihanna, um, Rihanna and ASAP. Yo, yo, listen. 2020, (laughs) baby. I told you not to mention that around me, (laughs) bro. That one hurts,
0: huh?
3: Yo,
2: that one. I feel, yeah, man. Shout out to ASAP Rocky, man. (laughs) So, uh, lastly, I just wanted to ask y'all,
0: you know, personally, um, all three of y'all did something this year. Uh, We do. I just wanted to highlight and and have y'all, what did y'all do, Mook? You forgot already? yeah well, kareem said that <laughs> i said that oh, oh kareem <laughs> but yeah so i just wanted y'all to talk about um just this year and where where y'all started and where y'all at for me yeah. it's same damn place so don't matter for me you don't got you don't gotta start with me but go ahead you ain't growing this year d well no i mean in a sense relationship wise
3: oh that's not everything you know there's more life than relationships more life Personally You're for me. Right, but I'm gonna
0: ask you about your relationship right now.
2: Personally for me, <laughs> uh four years and uh four days wow into the new year. Um I proposed uh to my girlfriend now, my fiance. Um into so, last
0: year's new year's
2: into last yeah, sorry, into last year's new year. And actually, tomorrow is our one year in, uh, anniversary of our engagement. So we'll be celebrating that tomorrow. Um you just find shit to celebrate, huh?
0: You got yeah, the, uh, man. It's the cupcake
1: thing. No, my fault. Y'all. I'm learning. Hold on. Let
2: me take notes, bro. So, uh, yeah, man, it's been cool. And then the first um, day
0: I saw you and set eyes on you, it's our anniversary.
2: You know, getting married in July, July 24th. You know, have my bros up there with me. You know what I'm saying? And um, <laughs> I'm
1: probably not going to remember too much of it. Just a heads up. <laughs> that's cool I'm not I'm not drinking on my
2: that's cool I'm not drinking on my wedding day
1: he's yes, lying yes.
2: No, why, why are you wax. lying so on the car like that so bro show, I'm not drinking bro clip. I'm not we're drinking on my clip. wedding day yeah,
0: see what he says, yo you're lying Annabelle's I'm like, in the back, two,
2: Annabelle's two in the an back. like Annabelle's in the back like nobody believes that why are you <laughs> lying <for> a
3: second.
1: <laughs> I'm like let me get two long islands
3: thank you
2: and, uh, nah, it was cool to bring in, you know, uh, the holiday season with, uh, getting accepted. Holiday season! Into grad school, you know, it was something that I said I was going to do, um, got the letter, um, on Christmas Eve, so that was cool.
3: Shout out to that. Shout out. For real. And starting
2: this fucking podcast, man. You know what I'm saying? We doing this, bro. Like crazy, man. Shit's just starting to happen for us. I'm proud of all of y'all, man. You know, even though Dees loves to talk shit. I don't know why I get labeled as a shit talker, y'all. Yo. Because <laughs> you are. Yeah.
0: You are a bona fide shit pretty, talker. That's pretty self-explanatory.
1: <laughs>
0: <laughs> you know, I keep hearing people say that about me. I just can't put it together. I don't know, man. Uh Kareem Moop. I know Moog had an up and down relationship with Madden. So,
1: yeah, very up and down. (laughs) Nah, but no bull. So, this year was an interesting year. I'll start off by saying, um, in what is it, March, I want to say, I got laid off. And like, I was like down about it and stuff like that. But then, for the first time in my life, I got unemployment. I never had it before but that's when, you know, unemployment was booming. It was given like, so, so we look at the positives here because it ended up buying me my engagement ring. So, allegedly,
0: Let's not get moved <laughs> out of yeah, here yeah. right now. Yo,
2: IRS <laughs> is coming for that ass yeah. right now, Don't yo. Yo, they want oh, yo, free, the, yo, the they to freeze that <laughs> account
1: right now. I, I mean, at this point, they can't touch it. <laughs> <laughs> Unless they pulling Dalia's finger off. <laughs> oh shit!
2: Book, book like Pablo Escobar got just the money buried somewhere, huh? My bad, book. Continue.
1: Nah, that was pretty much it. Uh, oh, okay. Your boy, your boy got engaged, you know, and then seeing everybody else get engaged, you know, doing big things, Had my bros there with me to see a big day. They know how nervous I was. <laughs> mm-hmm. I was out here shaking and shit. Mm-hmm looking like a stripper at church for the first time.
2: Yeah, he was shaking.
1: (laughs) No bullshit. And the crazy part about it is like, bro, like I've done like much more nerve-wracking shit, but that was the most nervous I've ever been for something.
3: Yeah. That's a big deal. (laughs) Well, yeah. Well, similarly for me, you know, I had, I have to say I I had a good 2020, you know, given everything that happened. Uh, I uh, got my license in social work. So licensed independent clinical social worker gave me a nice little promotion but also allows me to do a lot more uh, in terms of outreach and seeing clients which is awesome so I think you know going to 20 going to 2021 um, I think my I expect my career to to change a lot this year I think there's a lot of big things that can happen for me this year which I'm excited about Um obviously popped the question, you know, got engaged myself just recently, um, December 9th. So, you know, same to you, Mook, you know, this year definitely helped me to save some money. You know, I, I don't think if, if COVID didn't happen, I don't think I would have been able to save enough to do that. So, mm. you know, things worked out the way they were supposed to, um, you know, so that was big Copped cop, to, cop to my baby, my P5, is, you know, I, I I'm, found rolling her. Up the, I'm rolling out to the crib
2: after we start recording.
3: <laughs> I'm on the highway. Yeah, but yeah, nah, uh, especially December was a good month for me, but this year, you know, it's been a good year, so I, I really can't complain. I'm blessed. My 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 close family and friends are still healthy. People are still doing good things, so, you know, I, I got to say for me is as, as tough as this year has been, there's been a lot of positives. Mm. Uh, a lot of positives for sure. What, All right, well, sure,
0: I guess us, I'll indeed? talk. I guess I'll talk. Um... Man, 2020, as I said earlier at the beginning, it's been a year of resiliency. Um, But for me, all jokes aside, it's been a year where I've had to learn how to be alone um, a lot um, and just be comfortable with being alone. Um, Pandemic has hit my family, not in a way like Carl Towns, but pandemic, I'm dealing with grandparents with COVID, um, aunts and uncles who got COVID, just grandparents who are in a bad health in and out of the hospital um father's outside the country he's dealing with his own health complications he can't come back because of covid and my mom trying to get out there barely got out there but now they got to stay there and quarantine there for covid and coming back here is going to be a whole different issue and um hopefully everything goes well over there but you know there's still a question mark um he has to get heart surgery so Mm -hmm. still a question mark on the outcome of that um but it, uh, I've been just figuring it out, man, step by step, taking it day by day, um, really trying to work on my personal health, um, getting back in the gym. Um, before, you know, I, I really wanted to be in the gym because I wanted to look a certain way. And I was self-conscious about how I look um, in the gym. And I, I'm starting to, I am still I still have that fear and that anxiety, but I'm shedding that um, every every time I go um, I've been consistent I've been routine with it for about a month and a half two months now so I'm just trying to keep that up and not worry about the gains or the losses or the aesthetics um, or who's watching me just go there for me and treat that as a therapy session Um, and um, I mean it, it was a time where I've had to figure out you know I had to once, once Rashawn got engaged, move out of there, move back in with my mom, it felt like taking a step back, you know, moving back in with my with um, with my mom because me and her have a good relationship, but when I live with her, you know, me and her can bump heads a lot. Uh, but then again, like you said, Kareem being able to save up, um, I was able to save up and then move back out. So that was also nice, just knowing that I was able to do that um, all on my own, None, no help from her and able to save during the pandemic so that you know brought me some feeling of independence um and just you know keep on keeping on um it's it's about the small things doing the small things that's also what I would label 2020 doing the small things to stay sane just having some sort of routine so um you know 2021 is is on the is on the horizon or it's not even on the horizon it's here so um really it's just go time for me um, I have all this ample time by myself. I got to figure out how I can better myself and move forward with it. So it's been a lot of, it's been a year of reflection as well. Um, but yeah, that's, that's different personal moments. Anybody Hi. else got anything else for that?
1: No, I just actually want to ask a question too. I don't know if this was maybe next on it, but I just want to ask like, what do you see, where do you want to be a year From now, from this day,
0: I want to be in person, first of all. I wanna I I I we'd all be together. This wouldn't be in Zoom. Yeah. That's my first wish, my first one is that we we'd have some sort of studio or recording space. Um then I want merch. I want I want to be able to start getting our brand out there. Um and yeah, that's what I I want an audience. I want to amass an audience. Um and <laughs> yeah. Uh, that, that's I had that look into 2020, what's next? What's next for us is the pod. What are we looking forward to? Um, so yeah, that was right down that alley, Move. All right, cool. What about
3: y'all? I think in terms of the pod, you know, similarly, just hoping that it grows, you know, I think that, you know, going to this year, um, hopefully we'll be able to kind of sit down soon and, and really kind of get some some business agenda done. You know, I think from our conversation, we've had some really great ideas. So I would say my hopes are just uh, you know, again, similar to the UD, just uh, my hopes are to continue to have this grow, um, you know, to continue to fine tune some things, but to have this grow and um, kind of see what, you know, what we can do with this podcast. All um, oh, right. Go ahead, go ahead move. I was going to say, I don't want to just see, you
1: know, growth because, you know, that's obviously, you know, that's the main goal, but I want to be like steady growth and I want people to like, you know, not just watch. I want people to feel what we're saying, mm. you know what I'm saying. Like I want this to actually affect people. Like I want kids, especially there was an episode we had a while ago where we talked about, you know, all of our backgrounds, how we lived in, you know, went to schools that were, you know, predominantly white. I want a kid out there that's dealing with this, that. He's like, you know what, I'm going through that right now. And this helped me a lot. If I get that, if a kid come, if one day a kid comes up to me and goes, yo, I listened to your podcast and it really touched me in that way, bro, I, I really don't care about the, the viewership as that much, you know, mm-hmm. as long as, as long as it affected somebody in a positive light or makes people talk, even just, you know, to get people have a conversation like, apparently, like, you know, me and my mom sat down and had this conversation. We were talking about something you guys said on the podcast. That's cool enough for me. Mm. If, if we get that, that's a win for me.
2: That's dope. I like that. That's real dope. Um, for me, um, just continuing to invest in us, man, like, to treat this like it's our baby. Like, this is this is us. This is what we do. We're good at. We We have deep conversations, and I feel like like Mook said, the whole impact piece, if it touches somebody, that's great, but, you know, I'm looking at, I'm looking within five years now, bro, I feel like this shit's gonna blow up, because why not us? Like, we have so much to offer, you know, Uh, we all bring different perspectives to topics and stuff like that, and we just created such a, a, a vulnerable space where we can have these conversations. So I feel like this is this is needed because I feel like not a lot of people, especially within the Black community, have sp- have spaces like this. So we can create dialogue. Because Deep mentioned, you know, having an audience and stuff. You know, we can create a dialogue within, you know, these conversations that we're having amongst ourselves with with an audience. You know what I mean? So. Um, I'm just excited, bro. I'm, I'm I'm excited to see where this could potentially take us, man. Um, because you know, this is this is our brand and we have something to offer. Yeah, we're gonna do it.
0: Word, right now I'd like to pull a Kyrie and, and uh virtually sage the space, get 2020 out of here, purge it, we done with it, we on to the next. Don't get knocked out like Nate.
2: On Are fuck. Uh, All the Are to Look, It's too late for you, it's too late for me, the game ain't fair I don't make the rules, but if you break free and nobody cares,
3: The worst thing to do is forget about where you came from How the fuck I hit end- up.